Welcome new BFFs and returning BFFs to the That's What Friends Do podcast. I'm your BFF Takara. And I'm your BFF Nina. And today we are talking about toxic friendship horror stories that have come from an article from Cafe Mom from Lifestyle by Ray Pauletta. So these are just stories that we're going to be reading and we're going to be talking to you straight from what we're thinking after we read it. There's no script. There's nothing written down. We're just giving you our real and raw just what our thoughts are. What do you think about this, Nina? Well, this should be very interesting because, again, no prep work here. So we're just going right off the dome. It's, like you said, real and raw all the way live. So let's get into it. I hope you BFFs are ready out there. Um, this is going to be interesting. I'm ready, though. I'm ready. Okay. So like she said, these are some of these are anonymous. Actually, most of these are anonymous. And the first one we call leeching emotional support Mm, leeching already starting out great right okay so she says i had this one friend that was constantly leeching emotional support off me which i gave very willingly Mm. but then when ish hit the fan she was never really present for me anytime i shared she brought it back to herself the worst happened when After her breakup, I had her over my parents' house. They were teens at the time and was all set to give her a nice night out. But there was a pretty traumatic event that happened in said house. And she looked me point blank in the face and said, we're still going out, right? I eventually dropped that ish like a bad habit. Okay, so something traumatic happened. You had a bad breakup, but we still got to deal with your bad breakup and not my traumatic event in my house. Hmm, I don't know. What you thinking, T? I see you you over there looking. I'm going to tell you, to me, this is, this shows the most selfishness I've ever seen, if there is any. How could you be this selfish as to know that there's something traumatic going on with somebody that's supposed to be your friend and the only thing you can think about is going out and having a good time for yourself because you just had a breakup are you not emotionally connected to your friend in any type of way like i'm sure you have to know even as a teenager you know they have emotions they know when things are appropriate and inappropriate so i don't understand how she could even think about looking at her friend and asking her if they're still going out with something traumatic happening like how can you not even give it another thought right like whoo okay 
I have this tendency of laughing in serious situations and I think I probably would have laughed like straight dead in her face like really seriously you might want to walk away because that's that's not how this is supposed to go and we don't know what the traumatic event was but it doesn't matter at that moment that was not about you anymore so I had a bad breakup and you guys have heard it well, and if you haven't heard go back a couple of episodes and listen to the um the bad boyfriends episode you can hear some of the bad breakups um and but if there was something that was going on with my friend in that moment I think I would welcome not that I am excited that something traumatic traumatic happened but I would welcome the distraction to be able to get off of what I'm going through to be able to get my mind off of that and say you know what how can I help you how can I help your family what 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 can I do let's let's take you out so that you can like or whatever it is that needs to be done and maybe going out wasn't something that needed to be done maybe just being there helping you know do do something but it's not about you anymore in that moment and and I think the important part here is knowing when to pivot like at this point I need to pivot from me to you right and you said it earlier selfishness and that's whew, that's interesting yes and I you know in this situation I also feel like helping someone else that's going through something can also be helping you as well because now I can take whatever it is that I'm feeling and I can put my you know my face on and help you emotionally how you're trying to help me so I think it would actually make me feel good to want to help you and try to you know see how I can best be there for my friend because I mean at the end of the day I am supposed to be your friend right so I should be emotionally connected to you in some type of way I should be able to you know hone in on those feelings and say hey okay my friend is hurt and something has happened and how can I help and you know be sympathetic and have some empathy I feel like she doesn't have anything here Right. Um, And again, regardless of the traumatic experience, and we're not trying to compare them. That's the thing. No one's trying to compare. But at the moment, she just couldn't help you at that time. It would happen at her home. Um, She just couldn't help you at that time. And even if all it took was, hey, you know what? I'm going to let you guys handle this and deal with this. We can talk about and deal with us later. Call me if you need me. And then maybe go deal with your bad breakup somewhere else or something. If you couldn't offer the emotional support, like if you couldn't pivot to be able to get off of what you're going through to turn to what she's going through, then remove yourself from that situation. It's not about you anymore. Right. And I just, there, there were other options. <laughs> Let me put it that way. There were other options other than, Hey, we still going out, right? <laughs> Unless you were trying to make it seem like I'm going out for you now versus for me. Or, Hey, we both going through some things. Let's, let's, maybe we need to go help each other somewhere else, you know? But I don't think that's how it came across at all. Yeah, probably not. And like, you know, it sounded like this was pretty fresh. Like it had just happened. And so then was probably not the time to bring up going out. Maybe if it had been some time in between, perhaps depending on what it was that happened, you could kind of get over and be like, yeah, you know, sure. But this seems like this was pretty fresh. 
Right. And and I want to bring up something because she said earlier that, you know, she constantly leached emotional support, which she gave willingly. So did she set herself up for this? Like, you know, this chick or whoever it is, this girl is always about her. Did it really surprise you in that moment (laughs) that she took that time to take it right back to her? Even with your traumatic experience, it seems as if she was still going to turn it around. So I, I don't know. I, I guess that was the straw that she needed. I don't know because she said I eventually dropped her, but you know, hopefully it didn't take all of that to get there. Like it took a lot to get to that point where, you know, you're like, okay, I can't give you any more emotional support. And I think people forget that you can only give what you have inside of you. So if you don't put it back inside of you, you don't pour back inside of you, I can't give to you. If I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of you. I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm assuming to me in this situation, it seems like she's always been kind of emotionally unavailable for her friend. And this was just like the one thing that would really made it stand out probably. Yes, so BFFs, now, of course, you know, we're judging this based on the words of the paper, literally just based on the words of the paper. We could be totally off base or we could be dead spot on, but just based on what we're getting from this, this article or this, this, you know, this story, this is how we feel about it. So I don't know, have that, have those conversations with your friends about emotional support and, and what it takes to sustain that within or properly sustain emotional support between friends. I agree. I agree. And if you feel like you're not being emotionally supported or you feel like you're being the person that's always supporting everybody emotionally and then when you need someone, you don't have anybody, you might need to look at those friendships and, you know, reevaluate some things and, and find some people that are on the same page as you. Very good. Very good. Okay, so you ready for the next one, T? Yes, I think this one's going to be probably pretty good. Um, yeah. I'll go ahead. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. So this next one says, I had a friend in college who loved stirring up drama. I'm going to stop right there and say that's already a problem. Somebody likes to stir up drama. We already <laughs> have some issues. Red flag number one. That's right. And then pretending to be a victim. Ooh, we can go a lot of places with that one. For instance, after... (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? For instance, after my step-grandmother died in 2010, she discovered a campus rumor about her sexuality. Instead of being there for me during my time of grief, she chose that exact time to ask our resident director to hold a mediation with a fellow student about the rumor and drag me and my roommate into the meeting. She loved drama orbiting around her at all times, which is toxic for me because it disrupts my peace and balance. So Nina, I'm going to let you take it away here and see how you feel about this one first. Ooh, okay. Hmm. Stirring up drama. That's again, red flag. Number one, pretending to be a victim, 
um, I don't know. This is this kind of flows into that same vein of leeching emotional support because literally, I had someone pass away. Well, this girl, she has someone passes pass away, and instead of helping her grieve or or being there for her in her time of grief, you again turn it about you about some rumor, a rumor. Okay, I I I don't know. Again, the audacity to not be able to be emotionally available to your friends. This is not about you. Not about you at the moment. Okay, we can deal with that rumor later. But I'm dealing with grief here. Someone I love has lost, has 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 gone, and has you know. And I, I know what grief is like, and you know, I've been through a lot of grief in my life, and it's just, man, like I. I'm starting to get a little bit angry and <laughs> it's not because, you know, I know these people personally, but it really bothers me when people are so, um, I don't know how do you, so unavailable, but want you to be available for them. Right. It's so one-sided and I know what it feels like to be in a one-sided friendship and you just, it, it doesn't work when I'm always there for you, always there to help you, always there to be, you know, to, for whatever it is that you need. And the moment I need you, you, we take it right back to you. Or if things happen at the same time, like at some point, what about me? Like, I feel like these women are just like, or whoever, um, these people are just like, you know, what about me? <laughs> like, can, can, this is a give and take. Um, it's, I don't like to say 50, 50, I'll say it's a hundred, 100, because we both need to give 100% of ourselves to make this friendship work or any relationship work. Right. I don't know. I just, I just, mm, I'm starting to get that little, what was that thing we do, used to do tap in the middle of our heads? Like, Ooh, my nerve, my nerve, my nerve. Yeah. Yes. Honey, Cause my nerves, yeah. what are people getting on my nerves? BFFs, they getting on my nerves. <laughs> yes. Well, let me just hop on in here real quick. So I think for me, um, the first thing, like you said, the red flag is the stirring up of the drama. That's already a problem for me. But I'm going to tell you something else that's an issue for me. Somebody that pretends to be a victim all the time. Take responsibility. Sometimes things happen to people not all the time but sometimes and a lot of the times because of choices that they decide they want to make and then they pretend to be the victim in the end when in reality you're not the victim you're the one that caused this problem and now you don't like the end results that have come out of it so you have really no one to blame but yourself the next thing here is that a rumor about her sexuality okay that's one thing but it has no bearing or it that does not trump somebody's um step grandmother passing away like that person can't come back it's a lot of things that go on with that and and the way people have to handle death and things like that and you're worried about what somebody said about you in reality, nobody's probably going to remember that next week. But that person is still going to be grieving and, you know, having issues with the person that's not coming back. So if she just felt like she really needed to have a mediation 
about the rumor why does she have to drag this girl that was going through whatever she was going through into it is that not something that she could have taken care of on her own separately if she felt like it was something she really needed to do and been there for her friend in the meantime I mean, I don't understand why she and the roommate had to be drugged into that meeting about the rumor. But the whole thing about right. the drama orbiting around her all the time and whew, talking about disrupting peace and balance. Like, if I can't have peace in my life and you're always being a victim or you're always causing drama, leave me out. I don't want to be a part of whatever that is going on. Say that again. Leave me out of it. Yeah, the disruption, again, at that moment, was that rumor that big of a deal? And if it was that big of a deal, could you not have, you know, left your friend out of it? Did you need her and the roommate? Um, could you not have scheduled it, scheduled it at a different time? Could you have, I mean, I get it. Stand up for yourself. I get it. I understand. You don't want some rumor floating around about you. That's not true. That could hinder your progress. I get that. I'm, I'm all for you standing up for yourself, but how you did it, like this, oh, I just, I don't know. Just the, the level of inconsiderateness, you know, like the kindness, being kind. Like this this girl is going through something. We don't know the relationship between her and her grandmother. Um, it could have been, and I don't care that it was her step-grandmother. It was someone that she loved and someone she cherished, obviously enough, to, <laughs> to grieve for. So I just, I don't know, people just, I thank God for my friends who are very considerate of my emotional needs and allow me to be there for for their emotional needs. I just thank God that there's a balance between us because the drama and the victim, who playing the like you said, playing the victim, like you said, take responsibility. Why was there a rumor about your sexuality in the first place? And I get it. Sometimes rumors can just be started. I get that. But let's be honest. This is very specific. Why is there a rumor about your sexuality? in the first place like what give no place i like to give no place for people to be able to say anything about me what you're not gonna do is try to take something that i have done and twist it and turn it and if you're gonna create a rumor about me baby you gonna have to create that like it's gonna be have to be some imagination behind it i'm not giving you place to do anything about me or say anything about me right and then at the end of the day i don't care because if you're not signing the front of the paycheck, dropping a wire to pay the bills, if you're not taking care of anything over here that pertains to Nina, baby, I, do, I, I, I don't care. Say what you want. Blame it on me. Isn't that what Michelle, uh, Chrisette Michelle said? Blame it on me. Say it's my fault. Let people talk. That's what they're going to do. They talked about Jesus. Let them talk because they're going to do it anyway. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, but I, 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 I see where you're coming from in this instance, and I could also see as a college student how you're you're still a little bit immature sometimes in that stage of life, and you know it would bother you more than probably somebody said something about you. Now you'd be like, yeah, okay, you know. 
because you you all the way grown. But and these are people that are your peers that are saying things about you. But you know, I'm like you, like what kind of you know, what kind of things are you giving off to allow people to say something about you in that manner or? You know, is it somebody that was just trying to say something that was malicious? And if they were, and you haven't done anything, and you know it's not true, then you don't have anything to worry about. Right. And then you hit them with the, hey, keep on talking. We're going to slander. That's what you, (laughs) defamation of character, whatever. I don't know what the legal terms are. I'm just saying. I would threaten with everything that I could. Hey, keep talking about me, and let's see what's going to happen. But you didn't have what but this said a mediation. And that's where I was kinda like, Well, why do we need a mediation? So you know this person or you know what's going like what happened? Did they say something because of something that happened between y'all? Like whatever it was. I don't even care. This girl was grieving. Let her be. She needed to be. She needed to have she needed her friend. You should have been there. And that's point blank period. And then we can deal with this later agreed or deal with it by yourself and don't even drag her in it exactly who bfs i'm telling you this is the toxicity uh, did i say that word right toxicity maybe mm, yeah let's go yeah, with it. yeah you, yeah you, you had it right that time <laughs> you had it right <laughs> right okay bfs like i think at this point i gotta take a break from the toxicity right we gotta take a break from that and we're gonna talk about some good things that we learned from tony and jones relationship and just the, the show girlfriends in general right um so this break, of course, you know, we've been talking about the school of friendship, right? So there was something that said in the article and they said, friendship can be selfless and selfish at the same time. And basically there should be a balance between being there for your friends and caring for yourself. That's where boundaries come in handy. Real friends will respect the ones you set. So just coming off of those two toxic stories about friends not having boundaries, emotional boundaries, this makes a lot of sense to be selfless and selfish at the same time. And I kind of tend to not like the word selfish only because it has such a negative connotation, but it's true. Like you have to have boundaries within your relationships, your friendships, because you need to make sure that people understand that you have needs as well. You can't always just give, 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 give. Now here's the thing, y'all, my friends know, you guys have heard this being said, I am a very, I'm a giver. I'm a very generous and kind person. I give without, you know, thinking about it really. But, and I tell my friends, and because they like to look out for me, you always giving to people, you're always giving. And I'm like, I know, I know it's fine. I'm good, I'll be fine. The thing about it, guys, is give me the opportunity to tell you no. <laughs> like, right? Like, you can ask ask me. Just continue to ask if you need something. Ask me. I don't have a problem with that. I will either say, yes, I can, or I'll say, you know what? I'm not able to do that right now. Or I will amend it and say, well, I can't do this, but I may be able to do that. You know, that kind of thing. So um, being selfless and selfish at the same time, I'm that, I think I have a good balance sometimes with a friend. Sometimes I do give probably more than I should. Um, and then I end up having to figure out things, but I, 
I have to be better at setting boundaries when it comes to that. And real friends will respect the ones that you have, but real friends will also tell you when you've been giving too much, when you've been doing too much. I have friends who will tell me, and T is one of them. She will be like, um, I need you to sit down somewhere or you're doing too much. Or she will, she'll kind of let me look, are you sure about this? Now we don't have to do this. She will make sure she will run down those questions. Are you sure? What about this? And what about that? And that's, you know, crystals like that. All of my friends are pretty much like that, you know, with me because they know I'm a giver. They know I'm, I'm very generous. So they somewhat sometimes set boundaries for me in my giving and I get mad. So I'm like, I can do it. I can give, I can do this and I can do that. And it's like, no. <laughs> like, and it's so funny because I'm like, okay, well you, maybe you're right. <laughs> I won't say it out loud, <laughs> but I, you know, maybe they're right sometimes. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad to know that you really, you know, that you feel like you're right at times. I didn't know this guys. Keep going. I'm enjoying this conversation. <laughs> yes. That's so funny. Y'all are hilarious. But no, yes, yeah, setting those boundaries, making sure that you care for yourself because you can't give what you don't have inside of you to give. So if I'm always on the go, on the go, and I don't rest, I, I can't give anymore. If I don't take time for myself to make sure that I'm replenished in the things that I need, then I can't be supportive to others. I can't be there for you if I'm not there for myself, you know? And I just, I think people really need to learn that, that, you know, I think the Bible says like, uh, love thy neighbors, you love yourself. So I have to love myself first, right? And then I can love my neighbor. But if I don't love me, and people have said this all, you know, relationship coaches and all that good stuff. They say it all the time. They say, you know, if you don't love you, no one else can really love you. And I'm like, well, that's true. But if you also don't take care of you, then you can't take care of anyone else. So you have to take care of yourself. We can be selfless. And we can be selfish at the same time. Finding the balance, setting the boundaries, and your real friends will respect the ones you set. I like that. I think that's really good. And just to kind of, I don't have to do too much because you've done a wonderful job here. But in order for me to be able to be, I think, a good friend, I do need to make sure that I take care of myself in the meantime. And so I think that's important so that I can be selfless because I've taken care of myself. So I totally agree. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So we got to get back to some of these stories. We have two more for you. Who the toxicity. So our next story. Oh, goodness. Only happy for my downfall. Y'all, this is, oh boy, this is a lot, but we're going to get into it. Here we go. My friend, and technically she still is, that's interesting. (laughs) My friend and I really bonded while I was going through a big breakup. She comforted me, consoled me, kept me company. A month after my breakup, her boyfriend also broke up with her. So we were misery companions. Oh boy, misery loves company. But then I met someone. This happened months later. My relationship first began as super exciting and casual, but I was really into him and my friend did not approve of him at all. Mm, we talked about that, didn't we, T? Mm, that's interesting. As my relationship yeah. evolved, mm-hmm, 
As my relationship evolved, I start telling I started telling her less and less info about it because she'd always tear it down. She'd beg me to go out hunting for dudes with her, and how could I? I was already falling for someone else. As we began to drift apart, she'd reach out constantly so we could catch up. And when we did, the first thing she'd ask was, so how's it going with your man? And me? Fine. I hated telling her details because it seemed like she'd only be happy when I was complaining about a fight or some misunderstanding that I had with my new boyfriend. I realized this girl was only a good friend when I was sad. She could never be really happy for me. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. You want to go first? I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> sure, I'll go first. Okay. So, I just feel like, um, you know, that in this situation, you know, she should had not, you know, had not have told her friend anything. I totally understand that. I totally understand why they drifted apart. I totally get why, um, you know, she feels like she only wants to be friends when she's miserable and she shouldn't have to, um, you know, say anything that, you know, makes her feel bad. That's her friend. And if she can't tell her friend when she's she's happy then i wouldn't tell my friend if well she's not really her friend but i wouldn't tell her when i was sad either um or when i was going through anything because i don't want to be miserable who wants to live their life like that exactly um Okay, only happy when I'm sad. Did you notice that she was there for her as long as she had a boyfriend? So in that first part, it was she had a bad breakup, right? And so she was like, I'm there for you. I'm here for you. You know, all that good stuff. But then the moment she has a breakup too, then it's like, okay, we're both going to be misery companions. And then she gets a boyfriend and now... We're no longer misery companions. Mm -hmm. And so you can't be happy for me at all. Or you're looking for the bad because you're in the bad. But as long as she's okay, um, then, you know, everything was good. I don't know. I just, ooh. I'm a genuinely, like, happy person most of the time. Like, I'm pretty much happy like I don't ever have moments like I have my moments but I'm pretty I'm a pretty happy um person so I'm wondering like what kind of friend do you have to be to only want to be there for someone when they're going through something not a friend if you ask me not a friend I I don't I don't yeah I don't who that's that is rough. <laughs> That's rough. Um, this one kind of had me, I don't know. It kind of had me kind of sad a little bit because it's like, I would think that after my breakup and you consoling me and comforting me, that you would be happy that I'm doing okay. But you're not because you're not with someone. Like, that's not okay. 
that's not okay at all. Yeah, yeah. And you know, as friends, we all end up, you know, somebody will have somebody or both of you have somebody and then one of you will break up with somebody and the other person will still be with their person. But the person you've broken up with is just likely not your person. You know, there were probably things wrong with the relationship. Be thankful that you didn't get stuck with that. You know, figure out, you know, what went wrong and how you can make it better in the next uh, relationship. Work on yourself. A lot of times you pick the same type of people because it's you. So, you know, there are lots of things that can be done here, but I wouldn't want to have my friend living in misery because I haven't found what I feel like I want to find so what is she going to be happy if she finds somebody and then now her friend has somebody and they can talk to each other will she be happy then (laughs) right okay I can take our situation um we were both having the summer from that we never, or the summer we want to forget, right? We were both having that summer where we were kind of having, you know, just some issues and, oh, to think about it, right? Yes. <laughs> but from that summer, that's when you met your now husband. And now, if you guys haven't heard, now father of her soon-to-be child, I'm, and I'm, I'm a BFF auntie. Yay. So we got a baby BFF coming on the way, but here's the thing. If, I was this type of friend, I would not be happy for you in that moment because I wasn't dating anyone really. And you weren't dating. Well, we were dating, well, talking to people. But, you know, when you met Ron, it became consistent. And obviously it was the right thing because he is now your husband and you guys are moving strong. And I'm sitting here thinking like, if I would have been the friend who wasn't supportive of that and like, because I'm not dating or with someone and I'm still single, like here we are years later, right? And I'm still single and I'm not sitting here praying that you guys break up so that we can both be miserable. Like that's ridiculous. And when I ask how my BFF Ron is doing, I am genuinely happy and excited, right? Genuinely happy. Like, this is crazy. Like how, what kind of person, that has to be draining to only want to be there for someone when they are sad. That That's a lot. You should be excited. And then also knowing that you guys have what you have makes me feel hopeful that I can have what's for me at some point. It may not be tomorrow. It may not even be this year, but it's coming. And I still believe that it's coming. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just depressing to be like that all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want to be like that. It's it's depressing. It's very depressing. Right. Who these toxic stories. These toxic stories. I mm, Maybe we should have prepped ourselves. This is like an overload. I'm going to need to go watch like something cute and funny after this to, you know, get my happy meter back up. <laughs> Got to get my happy meter back up because this is crazy yeah uh, maybe you can go watch your celebrity crush I found that about the other day yes I could go watch my celebrity crush I wonder if he knows you know he retweeted me once (laughs) really yes I was 
tweeting with the show Graceland or whatever, and I was like, mm, I wish they would have a reunion. And he like retweeted it, or and then he, and then the other guy who was also really cute on the show, he liked it. It was like, oh, I'm so excited. Oh wow! Well, I hate to tell you this part. I guess I'm being miserable, but <laughs> oh god, your celebrity crushes. Yeah, celebrity crush is married. I know. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, I got over that. I cried. Well, okay, I didn't cry. Really? I didn't cry. I was just kind of sad for a moment. (laughs) I don't know why. Y'all, okay, I'm special. Leave me alone. (laughs) Wow, I think we should move on. Yeah, yeah, let's move on before I get upset all over again that he's married. Okay. Last story. You ready? Yes, BFF. This is going to be a doozy I can see. So, let's go. My college roommate once became friends with a former fling of mine who had turned obsessive and frightening and began bringing him to our apartment almost daily. Despite my pleas for her to stop bringing him around, she never stopped having him over, so he was constantly involving himself in my life and relationships. Finally, I had to move out to get away from him. They weren't friends before our dealings, by the way. Ooh, Nina, what do you think about this girl, first of all, um, two things. First is, he was obsessive and frightening she expressed these two things to you and you continue to bring that person around or you decide you made a decision to invite someone that she was no longer dealing with who she had these issues with to your place of residence that you share with her now you can bring who you want but at some point this whole all of these stories the the inconsiderateness of people the audacity to just not care about the feelings of your friends that you're supposed to be with like friends with like that you love and care about i just don't understand first of all if he was obsessive and frightening to her i don't like you hands down and when i see you oh it's on on site you can get it on site sir don't talk to me don't say nothing to me you have nothing to say to me you mm -mm. no that's a no no you bring someone that is frightening and obsessive like and you didn't know him before her right and you continue to bring him around oh boy that those fighting words like i don't fight but boy and then i gotta move out i have to move out of my place of residence to get away from someone that you continue to bring i got a restraining order against both of them i oh boy bfs Mm-mm. i know y'all stirring just like i am i know i can just see your heads shaking i can see you snapping your fingers rolling your i can see all of that happening right now as you are listening to this story about a friend bringing someone like that into their place of residence 
that is just toxic if toxic ain't just toxic I know and I, I don't know if well you know that was one of the things that we talked about um, when we talked about bad relationships and things like that I don't know if people realize how scary it is to have someone who is obsessive and shows up in your space almost every day um, you know that they may not have per se done anything to you but just their presence is is scary within itself and I don't know why the friend to me it would look like the friend would be able to see that the fling wanted to be friends with her so that he could be or she could be close well he, he could be closer to the roommate like I don't understand what the roommate didn't get about that why would she allow him to constantly involve himself in her life and her relationships I mean I'm sure she could see it happening why all of a sudden is it that he wants to be her friend now you know exactly. and if I had a friend ex- yeah and if I had a friend express to me you know that they were scared of someone that would be the last thing I would be trying to do would be inviting someone over and now my friend or my roommate can't feel comfortable in a space that they're paying for and they're helping me pay for you know I I just I wouldn't do it and you had to move out I I don't know I, I think that's that's crazy and that wasn't a friend and it was definitely just a roommate and I'm hoping that this person never you know spoke with this other person again and the best thing that the ex-roommate could do would be to apologize and we couldn't be friends anymore though you know she would need to apologize but we definitely couldn't be friends that is scary and what if he would have done something to the roommate on this other person's watch because she kept bringing him around exactly that that's what i'm saying like that now you're bringing in safety issues right it 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 could have been worse it could have gotten worse it could have been detrimental like we don't know how frightening and obsessive he really was it could not have been that serious and it could have been that serious. But if she's using those words and it was serious enough for her and if it's serious enough for her, then it's going to be serious enough for me. Point blank period. Like I just, yeah. And, and yeah, you know, and just because somebody doesn't do anything right then on the spot or hadn't done anything before does not mean that, you know, what's going on in that little mind of theirs. And you know, they could be, cooking up something that you have no idea about exactly they could be doing or thinking anything and if she wasn't you know if she didn't stand up for herself herself and kind of move out of that anything could have happened right anything or nothing could have happened but again she didn't want to take that risk and i just i don't know as a friend like really like that's wow that's a lot 
That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, well, we're not going to call her her friend. We're just going to keep calling her her roommate. Clearly. That's not friendship. I, <laughs> no. There's no way that I would bring somebody around that I know my friend is uncomfortable with and frightens my friend. There's there's no way. Right, 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 right. Whew. BFFs, we have had some crazy toxic stories of friendship and relationships this this is this is a lot i know after listening to this episode we're all going to need a dose of happiness <laughs> but you know i just want to say that when it comes up you know just have those boundaries set you know we talked about in the school of friendship and um basically we need to make sure that we set those boundaries as friends and we understand what would be toxic towards us and we understand the behaviors and we don't perpetuate those behaviors and just having an open line of communication between friends to say, hey, you know, when you do this, this kind of makes me feel this way, you know, and that person could just be like, oh, I had no idea. Thanks for letting me know. I will do my best to not do that anymore, right? But, you know, just having the open lines of communication so that we don't have these toxic relationships. And I think people need to go back to kindergarten and learn how to be kind. Or maybe we need to watch a little bit of Sesame Street and, you know, learn those traits. Visit Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood so that we can learn how to be neighbors and sit a good citizens. I don't know. Just, wow. Some of the things that we do to each other it's it's baffling it is baffling but out there our bffs we're not like that we don't have these toxic relationships right we have great relationships and just continue to have those conversations with your friends about what it looks like so that you guys can have the best possible relationship ever just like me and sakara Yes, absolutely. And I think one of the things is you have to care about how your other friends feel. I think that's one of the first things that has to happen. You know, you have to be mindful of other people. And like you said, people just aren't kind anymore. They just aren't nice. They just, I don't know, something every day I see, you know, um, whether it's on the news or on the internet or whatever, you know, and a lot of times, the only thing I can say is, what was this person thinking? Is all I can say. What was this person thinking? Or maybe they just weren't thinking at all. <laughs> Whew, this has been a lot. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, BFFs, we like to spotlight a business, a Black-owned business here, and today we are spotlighting none other than a good friend of mine, uh, Events by Inspiration, and this is owned and operated by Miss Patricia Best, um, and of course, uh, all events are considered, all sizes, all occasions, and budgets. She started, this, started the business based on handling church events 
family and friends day and family reunions. And from there, it sparked her passion to help people execute their vision. It's her true passion and purpose. And I can attest to Miss Patricia Best um, and her events by inspiration. She has done some amazing things. She has created some amazing events from weddings to birthdays to conferences to, like she said, family and friends day, church events to family reunions to, you know, it's just all kinds of events. Anything that you want to see, she can, she will inspire your event, right? And so you can check her out on Facebook. She has a Facebook page. Again, it is Events by Inspiration, owned and operated by Miss Patricia Best. And speaking of, I need to get to her so she can play in my birthday party because that's coming up soon. <laughs> um, that's only in like a few days. Like, yeah, she's pretty good with, you know, working with those last minute things. Not now, y'all don't do that. Don't do it last minute. I can do it. I'm a friend. I can do that. <laughs> but uh yeah, you know, I know. It's okay. Okay, because it's, re- it's real last minute. Mm, it's going to be later on, though. It's not going to happen, like, on my birthday, because clearly... Oh, right. thank goodness. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. By the time you guys are hearing this podcast, listen, my birthday, I will be the big 38. I'm a Leo. Yay! Yay! Happy birthday to me. It's going to be exciting. Oh, man. Another year. Another chapter in the book as told by Nina. That's what I like to call it. (laughs) So, yeah. So, check out Patricia with events by inspiration. Oh, guys. T, did you have fun today? I know this was a kind of tough topic, but I still had a little fun, you know, really just kind of delving into some of the things we should be looking out for in these toxic relationships. Oh, yeah. You know, I kind of enjoy being a little nosy in other people's business. It didn't happen to me, so I don't really mind talking about it. But I don't want any of this stuff to be happening to me as much. But um, I enjoy being able to have the opinions and, you know, like the real and raw of what we were thinking. I thought that was kind of fun. Yes. Straight off the dome. Then no preparation. Just, just here we are. Here we are. Wow. Well, maybe <laughs> we can all go take a breather now. Uh, and go find some happiness so that we can get rid of the toxic stuff that we've been talking about. But you guys know, like, share, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, wherever you can find us. Look for the That's What Friends Do podcast. Your BFFs, Takara and Nina, are excited to bring you all of these great topics every two weeks. So make sure you join us next time on the That's What Friends Do podcast. Bye, BFFs. Bye, BFFs.